Voice referendum a step closer to an Australian republic. With Australia boasting one of the world's most progressive societies, the upcoming voice referendum is a chance to make history, writes Kaijin Solo. The statue of Alexander the Invincible was sighed upon in 80 BC for not having yet conquered the world. Then, 1,998 years later, we finally ended the war to end all wars in 1918. Or so we thought. Another 18 years later, this tumorous root belched forth its rancid strident rancor in the striated jugular, bulging eyeballs and pounding fists of Goering's puppet as Jesse Owens became the star of the 1936 Olympics in Berlin. We, still reeling from the numbness of a depression brought on by the fiscal gluttony of our roaring twenties, watched and did nothing as it spread through the body of Europe. World War II started in 1939. Six years later, the panic-driven scientific laboratory research compact brought on by the lust for the ultimate alternative to ammonia reached critical mass in Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Nuclear was the new black. Three years later, we declared our solemn intention to never do these things again when the newly formed United Nations General Assembly ratified the Universal Declaration of Human Rights and created The Hague. In 1948, the same year, a distinguished officer of the Red Cross acting as a United Nations peace envoy was gunned down in cold blood in the back of an unarmed vehicle on the outskirts of Jerusalem. In this, the 75th year of the Cold War, the latest published war is happening in Ukraine. Word economy and the sentient temperance of this writer demand omitting the publication of every other war in the last 75 years and up to today. Needless to say, the United Nations, Hague, World Bank, IMF, Reserve Bank, kings, queens, presidents and prime ministers, generals and high priests, after 400 years of the Industrial Revolution have flown entirely by the seat of the pants. Serious in-flight adjustments are extremely necessary. For while it is one thing to forgive our pre-Galileo forebears for their superstitious hysteria of what they thought was science, it is quite another thing to carry on with ideas that Voltaire neatly trounced in his expose of Newton's Principia. Lately, one might think the whole 18th century Enlightenment has come and gone, rendering not so much as one photon to the darkness. After 40 years of globalisation in Australia, where the ends of the world have come to us as the most culturally diverse nation, for a generation that was educated at a world standard, all of the above is self-evident knowledge studied from source-documented verified knowledge. So, firstly, being the most culturally diverse nation planet-wide, history deep, is just another Australian first. Secondly, the First Nation is going to be recognised and given genuine democratic representation regarding issues that are directly pertinent to them. Thirdly, the Second Nation, which is all the rest of us, are going to be given genuine democratic representation on issues that are directly pertinent to us. Fourthly, of course, we are going to team up on joint issues of concern. That is because a genuine republic is founded on genuine democratic representation of the people, by the people, for the people. It has been nothing short of astounding to hear the incredulity of essentially the LNP regarding the referendum on the voice. So far, the so-called arguments are reminiscent of the academic pejorative pizza after being regurgitated on Saturday night due to, dare I say it, too many sherbets. Happily, Australia is no longer at the crossroads. We have in fact reached the turning point with this and so many other issues that the time has come, to quote the walrus. Certainly there are cabbages among us, 
and with all due respect to King Charles, and for that matter Westminster, we cannot afford to limp along with men and women whose minds are still rooted in the 1950s. In a nutshell, they can't envisage anything other than what has ensconced them from childhood, it having already existed when they were born. And, of course, if you buck the system, remember the name Emma Alberici, the journalist who was flung across the world's largest coal pit dressed as Icarus for daring to question the Morrison government. The way forward is education as a way of life, not the systemic milking cow it has been turned into. This was done mostly by people who, on examination, do not appear to be particularly well-educated themselves. Mostly just as acquiescently drunk on power as Kerr was in 1975. The Constitution of 1901 gives Parliament the power to write law, but it doesn't give it the power of anything else, particularly the sovereignty. Though it gives it power over us, hence the comfort zone of its bubble. So I suppose the voice referendum threatens that, because if they are no longer the lords of the Aboriginal nation, how long before they are not the lords at all? This voice referendum has been an excellent piece of litmus paper from this writer's point of view, because just as surely as out of the heart the mouth does speak, it is obvious what is going on in the hearts of a certain faction of the nation's politics. Never before have so few owe so many so much.